crash of the world Did I hear a thunder? Learning! Read, it's time. That was way too much. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. By God. Released in 2018 by Rockstar Games. Was it two years ago now? It was two years ago, baby. The game is the third entry in the Red Dead series as a prequel to the 2010 game Red Dead Redemption. The story is set in 1899 in a fictionalized representation of the western, midwestern, and southern United States that follows outlaw Arthur Morgan. Arthur Morgan. A member of the Vanderlyn gang, Arthur must deal with the decline of the Wild West while attempting to survive against government forces, rival gangs, and other adversaries. The story also follows fellow gang member John Marston, the protagonist of Red Dead. It's been a long time since we've been out in some real open country. Yeah. Ah, take it in. Uh, <laughs> we should just do the entire... We just like, have this voice for the rest, rest of the... So, where do, where do you fucking start with the game... As massive, as flawed, and as, as on the brink of a masterpiece as Red Dead Redemption Two is, like it's simultaneously, it's like I don't think there's any, and it's a cliche to say, but I don't think there's any other way to describe this than this is the worst, best game I've ever played in my life. Uh, you go through all the stages of like emotion, emotion while playing this game, and I'm not saying in a good way. I'm saying at a certain point you get into the game. It's, it's a Saturday morning, you know. You popped it in for the first time. You. uh you know, you partake in some party favors. You're sitting there with your your cup of coffee. You load the game up. You got past the tutorial mission. Arthur wakes up and is caught. You stumble over to the stove. You know, you eat some soup. You have some coffee. Er, what am I going to do? Play some dominoes with Tilly. Whatever the fuck. You're like, oh my god. Like I, I'm so immersed in this. And then the game goes on. And then 80 hours later, <laughs> you once again wake up from your cot, you once again roll out, and you're like, I don't want to fucking eat any soup. I don't want to fucking play any dominoes. If it takes me another five minutes to hop on my horse, I'm going to kill myself. If I have to open one more dresser for a bullet, right, okay. I'll, pu- I'll put it in the gun and point it at my own head. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's so many things to talk about this game. Uh, and I think if we can get one major thing out of the way, and there's only one thing I want to get out of the way, I think a big reason why we refer to this as simultaneously a masterpiece, yet also pretty bad, is not because of necessarily the content, but goddamn, is this game fucking long. It's long, and the pacing is is completely let, wrong. Let me tell you, Lee, yeah. if I said there was 50 story missions in this game, and 80% of the time you'll spend for said story He's missions a horse. is getting the fuck there and getting the fuck back. Yeah. Go 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 right out to a remote location to talk to somebody to ride back to where you started. No, to, yeah, half the missions yeah. are go out 60 real life fucking kilometers that'll take you an actual 20 minutes of real life time <laughs> to get there. And you can't just hold X, otherwise you'll go a bit slower, so you gotta it's tap it. It's immersive, Reed. It's immersive. So immersive. once you get there, and then the person's just like, hey, thanks, Arthur, go back to your camp and tell Jack, Dutch I said hi. You're like, fuck you. So you go back to Dutch. Obviously our emotions are uh, right on the surface with this game here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna run down the rest of uh, from the scholars of Wikipedia, the rest of the opening thing here, and then I'm gonna talk about uh, what to intro this game, and I don't expect this to go as long as New Vegas because there just won't be enough enough to talk about. But uh, to intro this game with what is uh, incredible about it, and then I have a list of grievances that I'm going to run down and know that I, we're just going to put out in the open. This is why me and Reed do not consider this game. Um, you can't recommend this game to someone. You just can't. I can't like, because especially like to my friends who are even less gamers than me. Like, they don't have all that much time to put into a game. They have a couple hours to play COD yeah. every night. And if they're like, hey, I want to play Red Dead Redemption 2, should I play it? I wouldn't say it's a good use of your time. You're going to be spending most it's, of that fucking tapping X. The game does not respect your time, and it came out in a year of games that don't respect your time. Like, your Assassin's Creed Odysseys, where it's just like, we put enough shit on this map that it's 160 hours long. It's just like, man... Are, is is that going in the wrong direction? So it even seems like Valhalla is course correcting on that, and of course whatever comes next from Rockstar, who the fuck knows? They haven't released a game, when, and... especially in a game released earlier that year in Nier Automata. That's fucking per- yeah. that's really well paced and very satisfying. Going to something like this, was just... yes, 
Uh, the game is uh, presented in both first and third person perspectives. I always thought as a joke to myself that I would go back and play this game in first person. I'm like, well, the replayability. Repl I never could. I don't uh, think. The player can, uh, may freely roam uh, in its interactive world when you're not on the mission. Gameplay elements include shootouts, heist, hunting, horseback riding, interacting with non-player characters, and maintaining the character's honor rating through moral choices and deeds, which is meaningless. A bounty system similar to the wanted system uh, from the Grand Theft Auto franchise governs the response of law enforcement and bounty hunters to crimes committed by the player. Red Dead Redemption 2 was released for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in October of 2018, and later on PC and uh, Stadia uh, just last Stadia. November. Stadia! Red Dead Online, the online multiplayer mode of the game was released as a beta in November and fully released in May, at which point they like, stopped adding anything to it. Uh, the game's development began soon after Red Dead Redemption's release. Keep that in mind. This game was eight years in development uh, with the 100-hour-a-week crunch times that I don't even know if we'll touch on uh, but there is a whole controversy with Rockstar and how cavalier they are about the crunch and what they put their employees through to get games done like this. And the size of the teams that work on this game and then you play it and you see the disconnect. You see that you're in hour 45 of the game and it's tutorializing something you've been doing for 45 hours. When you take control, spoilers from here on out, of John Marston near the end of the game, you basically are starting another game over with the tutorials that they're... Oh, holy shit. Only no, you like, aren't interested in learning about the world at that point. Like that fucking mission when they're like, go rescue uncle from... Oh my fucking like, god. fuck off. Uh, <laughs> the game was Rockstar's first uh, built specifically for 8th generation consoles. Having this is gonna be a fun review, abilities. man. Oh man. Uh, the game's soundtrack features an original score composed by Woody Jackson and several vo vocal tracks uh, produced by Daniel Lanoy. Uh, widely antici uh, anticipated and marketed before release, Red Dead Redemption 2 broke several records and had the second biggest launch in the history of entertainment, generating $725 million in sales, US dollars, in its opening weekend and exceeding the lifetime sales of Red Dead Redemption 1 in just two weeks. It received praise for its story characters, open world graphics, and considerable level of detail. Minor criticism was directed at its control scheme and emphasis on realism over player freedom. This is referring specifically to critic reviews. Now, user reviews tell a very different story. Oh, absolutely. Where a lot of those same things are praised, as we will in this. There are parts of this game that are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's trapped in this rock... Ancient what rock I can only, star. It's like a rock star sarcophagus of, of gameplay things that they continuously put in their game. They haven't it changed since San Andreas on the fucking PS2 and continue to hinder their games it's from like true It's like going to your favorite bar that you haven't been to in a long time That's be that's been renovated and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is all new. This is all great. But then you notice that the, that the cooks are just as slow as they used to be. And... <laughs> They may have got new beer taps, but it's still the same beer. Still sudsy, yeah. And you're like, yeah, this place isn't as great as I remember it being. A little dated. Uh, so, what's great about this game? Well, first of all, the visuals are nearly unmatched. This is a fucking true to force uh, of, of graphics. Oh, and again, especially given the sheer vastness of the world. Yeah, well, that, and it's like, it's built for consoles. Like, PC wasn't in the conversation when this game came out. Now it's on PC and, and things look spectacular. On the Xbox One X... It's even more optimized than for the PlayStation 4, so I've heard that version looks even better. The performances, the characters, the environments, all the detail, all that shit. The things on the counters of, of all the buildings you can go into. The dirt, the rain, the everything in this game. Any screenshot of this game looks pretty fucking phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the different uh, equipment you get, the gear, how mud and water and all these things interact with it. The horse's balls, read. The balls! Yeah, your hair, your facial uh, hair. Fucking. Your hair grows. You can cut it. It'll grow around the style you've cut. So if you give yourself a big twirly mustache, your five o'clock shadow will grow in around that. Yeah. All in service, just like Last of Us 2, of, of nothing. what? Is that, it's, it's immersive, right? It's just yeah. like, oh man, my hair grows in real time. That's some... Um, Peter, yeah. Peter Mullen, you but, shit. But then uh, we're talking about player urgency here. So yes. if I wanted the big mustache with no 5 o'clock shadow, I can't disable that. So I'll play a couple hours, and all of a sudden I got 5 o'clock shadow catch, again. Catch beer. And then I got to fucking go back and get another haircut. But guess what? The next haircut place is fucking five minutes away. Now I got to go another horse ride. Yeah. Uh, so the story... There's a story here that can be condensed into, let's be realistic, a third or a fourth of the amount of time this 20, game takes. 30 to, hours tops. What... Because at the end of the day, what is the plot of Red Dead Redemption 2? It's the end of the Old West. Arthur Morgan 
were to believe is is a good man at heart. He protects his family. He will lay down his life to protect those he cares and about. It's the slow corruption of the leader of the gang, right. Dutch, and select members who follow him. So John. So in this case, Arthur Morgan sees himself in John Marston. Sees that John Marston could have a life outside of this life. And as things are crumbling, he is painstakingly slowly setting things up so that John can make a clean break for it. And he does succeed. Now the problem with this game is it's a prequel. Uh, and when it comes to Charles, Sadie, and Arthur, three of the major characters in this game, right to the bitter end of this game, that are not mentioned. At all. At all. In the game that follows. John Marston owes his life to someone he never mentions in 40 hours of the game to follow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so fine. So be it. But the, the things that happen in this game over the course of it... If you didn't play the original Red Dead Redemption, I feel like they would hit a little harder. Jack got kidnapped by the Pickertons or whatever it is. Jack's gone. Well, we know Jack's fine. Uncle is uh, kidnapped by the Skinners or whatever in the woods. Well, we know Uncle's fine. Uh, a lot of that is dependent on you having played the first game or not. And and speaking of which, like, what are your thoughts on the first Red Dead Redemption? Uh, I like the first Red Dead a lot. I preferred it over GTA personally. I just inherently like Westerns more. Yeah. Um, I thought the world was a good size. The missions were fun. John's a memorable character. Yeah. I think it was a fine video game. I didn't think it's nothing fucking groundbreaking. I no. think it's just another Rockstar like, game. So, like, Arthur Morgan, our protagonist for the majority of the game here... I like is, him more than John Marston. It, it, he, he's one of the best protagonists in video games. Absolutely. Like, you spend enough time with him that obviously you get to know him on a very intimate level, but uh, we can talk about the dissonance in the game clearly leading you down an honorable path. The entire part of the game after Arthur Arthur, Arthur is stricken with tuberculosis is him trying to make good. He's going around, meeting up with all the strangers he met, trying to... He go, he, doesn't he go and help the woman of the uh, the husband that gave him the tuberculosis in the first place? Like, it gives them money and tells them to, like, go pay their... He, uh, he, he basically shuts down the loan sharking business. He sees that this is, like, a terrible thing that this gang has been involved with. Yet, however, Arthur Morgan will, without a doubt, uh, hide behind a bale of hay and shoot 36 people and not think anything uh, other of it. And these are not things that you decide to do as the player. These are things that you do on missions. Yeah. Uh, and, and so many of these missions, and we're just talking about general length, yes. are just useless. Like, the mission could just be John being like, hey, thanks for helping me out, Arthur. Arthur's like, no problem. And then John's like, oh shit, Pinkertons. <laughs> gotta shoot him. You gotta shoot him. Uh, and that's... It, it's, it's rinse and repeat with a lot of the missions, and it's the stuff where... There are so many people working on this game. There is so much stuff to cram in this game that no one took took an editing tool to it. And right. it felt like a lot of things were coming from different places. Like, you guys are in charge of this whole hunting. Like, Right, you're the Korma guys now. Yeah. You do all the Korma stuff, even though that shit's fucking useless to the story. Yes. Um, I think if you take all the memorable main story missions of the game, the ones that immediately popped to mind, Lenny... Uh, going to only the, because it's fun. That yeah, game is only there as enter. Yeah, that, that mission is uh, only the, there as entertainment. The mansion story yeah. mission with the two families at the end of Act Two. Yeah. Um, like the hot air balloon mission where you're sniping people from the hot air balloon. Like those are memorable, fun, unique, different. And if you take out all the ones that are just ride your horse, shoot some guys, ride your horse, done. How much better would this game have come out looking for you and me? Uh, it the brevity would go a long way, but. It's not just the story pacing and length uh, that is an issue. And let's let's wrap this up today with our biggest issues with the game. And one word, Euphoria. The Euphoria physics engine, It they've been using it for a long time, but their games have kind of felt this way even before that. Rockstar is has an engine, and they're fucking sticking with it. And the movement is awful. It feels like you're walking in water all the, the time. The second you take control of Arthur in this game and you stumble around that house and open that drawer, you're like... Uh, first, you're you're blown away. You're like, look at this fucking game. Look at this. Look at how the characters. But all you want to do is turn left and press triangle, and, and Arthur's doing a bunch of circles. Yeah. He's fucking. You gotta tap the stick to turn around. It's momentum based. It's, yeah, you it's... press jump, and it's a thirty minute thing, and he falls down, then <laughs> he's got to get up, and then he's got to do another fucking circle. The, these, just... in a realistic third person shooter like Max Payne Three, which also uses this engine, this was fine. Uh, because it's the only thing you're engaging with. This is a game that asks you for hours to ride your horse over here. Uh, be precise in this uh, kind of things. The controls, the contextual controls. The How many times did you pull your gun on an innocent person in town because you pushed the wrong button? 
Yeah. Like, or, oh, I want to talk to this guy, and you fucking pull your gun on him, and now or, you're wanted or by or the you law. Or you accidentally uh, press uh. the brush horse option, and you're like, oh shit, here we go. Because it's not just like uh, you press <laughs> a button, and Arthur goes, wipe, 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 done. It's you press the button, he goes to the other side of the horse. He opens the bag, he grabs out the brush, he brushes it a few times, gives him a pat, yeah. puts yeah, it back yeah, in his bag. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's cool the first time. The 60 other times you do yeah. it because you want to get Max's horse relationship is not cool. <laughs> that's real. Deep. And that's the, you can say that about the whole game. The that's move, the thing. Is the movement. I just want to get to where I'm going, but yeah. Arthur's not making it easy. Let me, let me, get, let me put this out there as an immersive cowboy sim this is your game. Yes. But as, as a video a, as, as a, a video as game. As a cowboy video game, yeah. I think it fails in that regard because it's putting like you said, it's putting immersion before player urgency. Yes. It's like when I'm eighty hours into a fucking video game, like I get the immersion it's, by this point. I just want to continue on with what I'm doing. We're gonna remember things as we go here, but uh, so you you have meters to maintain that you have to eat and oh. drink. So you have you have your actual meters, like what is your health, but then you have a core. And the core has to be replenished with food. And if that food core is empty, when you get hit a bunch, you will not heal automatically. You're dead eye. You need to drink booze to keep your dead eye right. up. And there's, and there's no option to turn yeah. this off. Stamina uh, is all there. And, it, you know, you could argue like, oh, it's it's busy work. It's You, you pause the game, you eat the no, food, and you this, move on. This, but. this is the elements you find in a followed hardcore mode. Hardcore mode. But yeah. specifically that word, hardcore. Those players are playing that mode because they want those immer- right. immersive elements so, such as eating and drinking. While eating and drinking is immersive, when I'm in the middle of a firefight and I have to chug three bottles of gin because my dead eye meter is empty, yes. well, that immersion is now pointless. Uh, you've now... Yeah, so and it's, gu- a, it's an annoying mechanic. Let's call it as it, Dude, what it is. Dude, guns and horses. When you get on your horse or off your horse or there's a mission point that empties your inventory, how many times did you jump off your horse and go for your shotgun and it had been deposited onto your horse? Yeah, and you're like, oh. And as far as I know, they never fucking fixed that because it wasn't broken to them. Yeah, they're like, you can only carry two guns on you. And you're like, why? The the expectation was every time you got off your horse, you checked to see if you had your weapons. The early missions in the game explain this to you. Hey, make sure you have your weapons on your horse. I equipped them once. Leave them equipped until either a mission unequips them or I unequip them. Otherwise, it's just not fun. Yeah, it's immersion. I, under, I understand the limiting of guns that you can hold in a multiplayer setting for balancing purposes. Sure. When it's a single player game like this, yeah, you're putting, once again, immersion over player urgent, uh, uh, agency. Because you're yeah. limiting the amount of guns I can bring onto a thing, I don't know how a mission's going to portray out. No. Halfway through the mission, you they put the a, shotgun and you need a sniper. Yeah, 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 halfway through the mission, I would want a bow instead of the shotgun I have, the loudest gun in the game. And, like, I wouldn't know before going into the mission. I'm not even complaining so much that you don't have all your weapons all the time. I'm complaining that you equip your weapons and then suddenly you get off your horse and you don't have them anymore. Yeah. Uh, restrictive game design and mission design. This game presents you this open world where you can do and go anywhere. There's a train, go rob it. Uh, tie somebody up, put them on the train tracks. But the go only fishing. way, the only way to complete these missions is kill the guys. Is to do exactly what you're told until you're not. At which point it's trial and error. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm forced to snipe during this mission. I can't even exit my scope to get an idea of where people are. Uh, I'm doing stealth. Well, if I stray from exactly behind Charles here, I have failed. Uh, oh, I need to kill those two guys on the rooftop over there. You have to stand in a specific spot. And you have to shoot them. You're trying to sneak up on them. You failed the mission. Right. It's uh, it's like the opposite of Phantom Pain, which Phantom Pain rewarded creativity and unique thinking. To Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost sure. Of there's not as much scripting, but the game's like defeat the Mongols. Go. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. It, you constantly are paranoid. Or you're like, can I do this any way I want? Or is there a special way I need to but do there's this? There's nothing you can do when 60 guys are coming on horseback at you and you have a bunch of guns. It's not like you have yeah. like barrels that you can use or like you can shoot <laughs> a like shoot like a landslide of rocks to come down or like you know what I mean? Something different. Yeah. It's you shoot the guys. That's how you defeat enemies in this game. That's the only way you defeat so, enemies in this so game. So anything that they go out of their way to do for immersion is broken in so many ways by the things they've added for immersion, and it's pointless realism at yeah. that point. It it actually hinders this as a video game. And at a certain point, you wonder if Rockstar was intending to make a fun video game or they wanted to tell a massive epic story. And unfortunately, they have to have things for you to do in between rather than just showing you a 3D movie. Right. Like the uh, first 10 hours, you're like, yeah, this is cool. And the next 10 hours, you're like, okay, it's getting a bit annoying. And then the rest of the game, you're like, I really wish I could just do this in yeah. a convenient way. In the way animes have padding episodes, filler, Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 is like drowning in it. And, yes, uh, yes, there's so much filler. Yes. Good. Filler missions. 
Uh, and and here's the thing with Red Dead though, you're fucking forced to do it. There's missions where you have to proceed in these meaningless right. missions. And just like anime, uh, the canon content is always, always, always better than the filler. There's yeah. never good filler, except for that Lenny mission, which I'm pretty sure is a, a mandatory mission. To me. No, but like uh, that, what? But you could consider that canon because it's one. It's the only time you ever get any character development for Lenny. Next episode. <laughs> Uh, we talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. We are going to start with the honor system, which is wholly meaningless in this game. Uh, but the uh, game... Your song changes if you were evil. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> there are so many honor-related things in this game that, again, the honor system is, sure, Im- immersive. But people don't have uh, different dialogue with you in main story missions. But like... you go to rescue a woman who's being kidnapped on a horse, so you shoot the horse. You've lost honor more for shooting the horse than you do for rescue the woman. So why did I bother? Why did I just let her go screaming past me? That's not Arthur Morgan. Right. That's and not you a You could be the biggest guy. asshole in the whole game with the yeah. lowest honor, and at the end of the game, you're still helping John Marston save his family. Yeah. That's the reality. Uh, yes. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even talking about, like, from a narrative point of view. I'm just saying, like, how this system works and what you actually garner from it. Oh, so, yeah. we do have to wrap up. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a vastly interesting game. So many people worked on it. There's so much in it. There's stuff still being discovered about that game that they just tucked in every nook and cranny. Um, and I look back on it with fond memories. Like, I think of Red Dead Redemption 2, and I'm like, oh, we'll never fucking play that game again. But goddamn, were, were the good parts good, right? Um, it's the, the nagging Rockstar rock star stuff that's across all of their games that really... Right. And then the length. It's the nagging Rockstar stuff plus the length of the game. By the end of it, you're just like, I can't suggest this to anyone. I want it to be done. The epilogue, which we didn't even talk about, is absolutely brutal. Uh, and I think we're going to try to give Red Dead Redemption 2 a chance to Red Dead redeem itself. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here yelling about this game, but at the end of the day, we're like, it's pretty good. It's a good game. It, no, it's, it's, a, it's a situation very similar to Last of Us 2, I think, which is like... like I disagree, but okay. Well, I... Red Dead Redemption 2 is likable characters. Last of Us 2 had <laughs> none of them. It's time for Red Dead Redemption 2, part 2. I don't know if anybody actually says the yeehaw in Red Dead Redemption They fucking should. Come on, on, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last week we provided an overview of the game, including a lot of our gripes with the game. We fucking went... Last week. Last week. Last... Fucking relative. Last Uh, time. Last time, baby. Try. Next time, baby. Uh, We went off at length on the the gameplay mechanics, uh, how slow the game is, the realism versus practicality, immersion before player agency. Uh, We teased talking about the broken honor system, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, Restrictive game design. Uh, Don't go upstairs until Dutch tells you to go upstairs or the door won't open. Don't put down that body over there. Carry it over here. Now put that body down. Stealth missions where you just basically follow instructions. uh, Stay behind this person or you fail. Um, yeah, so to put to encapsulate it perfectly, I was listening to someone else uh, kind of talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I, I, I do some research. I'm like, Whoa, what, is the, what are the masses saying about this game now here in retrospect? And I'm listening to a lot of reviews from when the game had just come out. So people had just come off the game, given it a few weeks, written their extensive review. And even then, they have a lot of the same things like we have to say about it. And I think people get a little more salty over time seeing how the online mode for that game kind of developed and seeing how Rockstar has uh, done nothing uh, in in the scope that they used to. We don't have an announcement of a next Rockstar game. They seem content to just keep dripping content into GTA Online. And what what is the future of Rockstar? What are they doing? Uh, the, the heads of the company keep leaving. The people who are behind all these Rockstar games that you love are, are basically retiring, moving on at this point. Uh, will someone take take the reins, pun intended, uh, of that company and, and write it? Get a new engine in there, fix the, the movement, the shooting and stuff like that. Could GTA 6 be like, a, you know, a huge leap? Um, and it seems like the the passion of those early games, when you play those early GTA games and stuff like that, the, the view, the scope, everything seems coherent and they've just slowly lost that over time. In service of just having the most stuff yeah. in there. The most writing. The most quests. The most characters. Just big. The scale just keeps getting bigger. And that passion now seems to be faked by brute force. Like, we have so many people working on these games. They're they're crunching all this stuff. 
how do we still make this thing seem like it has a soul? Right. It seems like um, they had one guy there who was just like an ideas guy, and he didn't think about anything too thoroughly. He's yeah. like, man, you'll be really cool, like really authentic horse rides, really immersed yeah. players in our game and our big world. And on paper, that sounds fine and yeah. good, and people would appreciate it. In the first five hours, yeah, it's and, great. And people yeah. appreciate it, and we did in the first five hours. But it's not like he went... Oh, you know what? That would get really annoying 80 hours in yeah. when you just don't want to fucking mash X Hey, anymore. listen. A blowjob's great for the first two hours. Yeah. But 40 hours in? Like, I gotta go to work. Yeah, I, I gotta got eat like, something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great analogy. Yeah, in, in, in a way. Uh, but that's that's kind of where I'm at with that game. Is just like, man, look at how, how beautiful this is. Look at all these systems working together. But at the end of the day, it seems like... Uh, here. I'm playing something that 150 people worked on, and then eventually it got handed off to a different 150 right. people. It's like how many people? It's yeah. like did like did Scorsese go into Taxi Driver trying to make like a good movie about a mentally uh, ill person and violence and stuff, or did he go into it being like I want to make an Oscar movie? No, he went into it wanting yeah. to tell a story about this mentally ill person. The Oscars came after because of it. Yeah. It seems like for Red Dead Redemption Two, they are going into it like. We want to make the best video game ever, as opposed to we want to make a really like fun cowboy yeah. game. And like a lot of those reviews uh, from the time, the, and these are these are uh, civilian reviews. These are people who are just posting stuff on YouTube, yeah, yeah. Uh, for varying views, and uh, they're kind of saying that like, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to praise here. But before this game came out, that week up to the game coming out and it being one of the fastest selling games was just like tens out of tens, nines out of ten. And not not even mentioning the problems this game has, and that's yeah. a disservice to your readership to to play a game like this and and only talk about the good stuff and not mention the huge like looming shadow of these gameplay things. And a lot of the reviewers that that I was listening to before we started recording today, they're pointing that out specifically. They're just like that. This has Rockstar will never fix this because reviewers if, don't call if they them perceive on. that yeah that the reviewers are fine like that. That's just like no, the game's fine. Anyone who has a problem with it, with the engine and stuff like that, aren't the people that matter. I think yeah. is Rockstar's point of view. And when you see how Rockstar operates, that just seems. So what I'm trying to say with these these heads of the company leaving, that maybe someone more practical gets in that position and says, "We aren't God's answer to. We, we don't make definitive open world games like Red Dead Redemption Two. Sure, uh, is it is it in the top ten of of greatest open world games uh, no. ever? All things considered, it it just can't be in that. Yeah, man, can't. It, but it should. But it should. It should. But you can't. Uh, all right. So, like, there's way, there's way more open world games that are just more fun at the end of the day. And let's talk about that open world. Good, uh, good segue. The honor system. So you have a scale that tips one way or the other. And, like I totally forgot about it. Totally yeah. Now, to be the, the good honor and the bad. Well, because it doesn't matter. The only thing it affects. <laughs> like... Right. What what they wanted to do with this honor system is give you the illusion of choice in yeah. this and that your story can slightly alter depending on your honor alone are but they don't realize in video games and witcher 3 did realize this is that choices have to have significant impact for that to personally affect us the player right so it's the fall of four problem just because i said something mean and they react mean to me but the quest outcome and how the quest playoffs is exactly the same as if I gave him the nice answer or the sarcastic answer. My choice doesn't mean shit at that point. No. So you're you're telling me as the character going forward is that my choices don't matter. It's the red. It's just what happened. Red Dead Redemption Two. Beyond a few little story bits where some music gets changed slightly. Music gets changed. Certain cutscenes get changed, and the ending cutscene is different. It's that's slightly it. fucking different. Yeah. Like that's it. Um. Besides that, it doesn't affect anything else outside of the game. It doesn't affect anything gameplay wise, which is. Uh, Other than, uh, so if, if you have negative honor in this game, uh, or, or you break the law in this game, where you are an outlaw, you are punished uh, at every turn. You can't fast travel if you have a bounty. T straight up. Uh, and let me tell you, fast traveling in this game, fucking necessary. Uh, oh, and, well, let's talk about the bounty system really quick. I can only yeah. get rid of a bounty by paying it at a bounty office. Right. I can only go to a bounty office, which are one of the many cities. Every city is 15 minutes apart from one another. God forbid you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You decide to have yeah. some fun and fuck around. Now you got a bounty. Now you can't fast travel. Yeah. Now you got to go pay off your bounty. And, and losing the cops and resetting your bounty are not the same thing. Uh, you you have to go to that office to pay off your bounty. Every time you break the law, someone witnesses you. And then, I mean, that's something we... Like, the AI and the witness system in this game and, and how the law... Uh, 
fuck, man. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's another thing that the first time it happens, because you, you are limited to not being able to fast travel, having to kind of deal with the the bed you have made, so to speak, is fun and immersive the first time. Oh, shit, I'm hiding out from the cops. I got to go to the railway station and pay my bounty off. But when you get later in the game and you're just trying to slog through it, man... All those systems right. are just in your way. Let's talk and about GTA for a second. How many years were the only reason kids were playing it or were even knew about it was because it's this game where you can go around and kill people. You can goof off. And yeah. goof off. So why is it so much easier in GTA 5 to go around, run people over, shoot them in the face, blow up shit, <laughs> and then just escape some cops and that's yeah. it? And you're like, that was fun. Red Dead Redemption 2, you're a fucking cowboy. There's far less police presence in yeah. 1890... Than there is in 2019. Not right? to mention that, like, guys on horses is the most resistance you ever get. The worst that will come on you in Red Dead is guys on horses. Is guys on horses. Right. So yeah. why is why is the bounty system, the wanted system, so much more restrictive and difficult in this cowboy? Talk about video the game. fucking mask, the mask mechanic in the game, where you're like, oh, I got, I can cover my face with a mask, and the game kind of subtly tells you, like, if you do that, then witnesses don't know it's you. And they can't rat you out to the cops. I've never once gotten that to work in the game. Yeah, I don't same. even know that never. it does. Yeah. I don't even know that it fucking works in the game. The gray fox mask in Oblivion worked better than that. Where you could like steal something. And it's like... <gasps> and then you take the mask off. And they're like... Oh, well, we're all looking for the guy who did this. The high elves. <laughs> Some guy dresses a hot dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw a fun crap the other day. Totally crazy. Uh, there are no further rewards uh, for bad honor. Other than when you kill people. Uh, you can loot more off of them. Especially lawmen. However, if you die... Because of your looting and killing in Lawmen, uh, you lose more money than you'll ever loot. Uh, Good Honor gives you discounts at stores. It's illogical. It's inconsistent. You can fish and toss back fish forever. If you want to play this game for two hours and catch fish and throw them back, you will have max Good Honor. Right. Even if you went to Armadillo and murdered everybody in the town. What this is straight up is punishing people for playing the game how they want yeah, to. Yeah, going, going off the rails. Yeah, so and you're rewarding people for playing the game boring. Yeah. Treating people nicely and not fucking around with, with people in towns and stuff is boring. And then there's stuff like the interactions where there's random events in the game we've talked about. Uh, there's a man and a woman held hostage. If you blow past that situation on a horse, nothing. Yeah. If you stop and intervene but are too slow to save them, you get bad honor. Yeah. And you get no good honor for saving them. You can only get bad honor for right. failing to and save it them. It gets to such a point in the game where you're so fucking sick of going to pay your bounty and yeah. having dudes come after you and constantly have cops come after you. You'll never harm another innocent person again. Not because, like, yeah. not because in character wise you want that for Arthur or because you suddenly feel bad. It's simply because you're fucking fed up. In, with the, it. in the first town in the game, his name is escaping me. There is a safe in a bank, and one of my side objectives was like fucking. Rob that safe, motherfucker. So I'm looking at this, look at this thing. I'm, I'm, there's a door in the back where I can knock and a guy comes out. And I'm like, okay, there's some, There's like a little mini quest here. And I'm going around and I'm like, I can't find, I could not figure out how to get into this back, get that safe without, without breaking the law. And it turns out I'm supposed to hold up. The only time in the game I ever have to hold up somebody other than when you're on the train in that one part uh, to get him to open the safe for you. Wow. Uh it's not worth it then i have to shoot my way out of there and there's 30 cops anything i made out of that safe i have to go pay off my fucking bounty. man let's just run down the plot <laughs> we're not going to run down mission, mission by mission because goddamn uh like for every awesome mission like with the drinking lane mission there's six of them that are just kill the guys that are yeah. here uh oh at the end of the we're gonna ride this wagon over here okay we're done oh no guy showed up uh is a very common uh, thing in this game and again if you're playing good honor arthur at it, there are many story missions here where you're just forced to kill cops oh uh, yeah and like do bad and, shit like, yeah which is which is fine because guess what arthur morgan is an outlaw and he does kill people but the story arc of him is that he becomes this fucking savior of the native americans and like right but helps john but the whole like, time you could be like a mass murdering serial killer yeah like yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it would make sense in a, in a if you if you boil down that story, you could keep the pacing as such that it, it's happening in such a way that we get to point A to point B. But because there's so much of it and so many characters and so many different things Arthur participates in, uh, let's just run down the plot. After a botched ferry heist in 1899, the Vanderlyn gang is forced 
to leave their substantial money stash and flee Blackwater, realizing the progress of civilization is ending the time for outlaws. They decide to gain enough money to escape the law and retire. They rob a train owned by Cornwall, who hires Pinkertons to apprehend them. The gang performs uh, jobs to earn money, as Dutch continually promises the next heist will be their last. Following a shootout with the Pinkertons in Valentine, the gang relocate to uh, Lemony, uh, where they work simultaneously for the Greys and the... Br uh, so, I've been talking for 20 seconds. This is at least 20 to 25 hours of gameplay. Absolutely, yeah. God. Yeah. And, and nothing has happened with the plot. The only thing that's happened with the plot is we've set up in the game. You'll that have, you'll have, are a thing. Yeah. You'll have met all the characters. You do some side quests for them. To, right. To Here's what out. the first chapter set up, okay? Yeah. Sadie Gibbs. Yeah. Sadie Gibbs doesn't like most of your gang. Okay? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Arthur is there. You may not or may be a good guy. John Marston's there. He's easily... You remember him. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a slightly bigger dick than he was in the first Red Dead Redemption. And then you get some illusions that Dutch killed a woman at the ferry job that he did not need to kill. But everybody brushes it off. And it's kind of just like overshadowing. But right... That's not 25 hours worth of content, though. Could have started the game with the ferry job. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, simultaneously for the Greys and the Braithwaites in an attempt to turn them against each other however the families double cross them the Greys kill a gang member during an ambush while the Braithwaites kidnap uh, and sell uh, Jack to Bront Bronte what? Uh, the gang retaliate and destroy both families before retrieving Jack from Bronte who offers them uh, leads on work but eventually double crosses them Dutch kidnaps and feeds him to an alligator as revenge easily the second strongest uh, uh, easily the strongest chapter in the entire game or act whatever which, you call it here it says which disturbs Arthur yeah. Arthur will remember this uh, the gang rob a bank in San Denis uh, but the Pinkertons intervene killing Hosea and uh, arresting John doesn't even mention here that Lenny dies at the same time. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dutch Arthur, Bill, Javier, and Micah escape the city via a ship heading to Cuba. A torrential storm sinks the ship, and the men wash ashore on the island of the, Warma. Easily the worst chapter in the uh, game, because none of this fucking matters. Arthur washes up on shore after torrential after the, the boat capsizes. He finds Dutch and the rest of the men... And they are captured within 30 seconds, if you remember that correctly. And then you just escape and you get back to the main... And you literally just resume the story from where like, you left off. Oh, where were we? Uh, it they felt come... like a DLC inserted <laughs> in the middle of this fucking game. Yeah, campaign. but the first game had Mexico, so we had to one-up it. And now you get shipwrecked. On right, but Mexico... It ended in Mexico, though. Uh, where they become embroiled in a war between the tyrannical sugar plantation owner, Fosser, and the enslaved local population after helping the revolutionaries kill Fosser, the group secure transport back to the United States states and reunite with the rest of the gang that's it they, uh that's it they, they, they let escaped. it they let it uh, uprising and then they left yeah that's right uh dutch obsesses over one last heist and doubts arthur's loyalty after he disobeys him by liberating uh john earlier than planned uh naming micah as top lieutenant in arthur's place arthur becomes concerned that dutch is no longer the man he knew and now he, now he becomes this way and is becoming uh insular abandons their ideals and murders cornwall uh he is faced with his mortality when he's diagnosed with tuberculosis Arthur reflects on his actions and how they protect the gang, uh, and how to protect the gang following his death, telling John to run away with Abigail and Jack, and openly defying Dutch by aiding the local Native uh, American people. When the Pinkertons assault the camp, Dutch becomes paranoid that a gang member is working as an informant. Several gang members become disenchanted and leave, while Dutch and Micah arrange one final heist of an army payroll train. Arthur's faith in Dutch is shattered when he abandons Arthur to the army, leaves John for dead, and refuses to rescue Abigail when she is taken. Arthur and Sadie rescue Abigail from Milton, who uh, names Micah as the Pinkertons' informer before Abigail kills him. Arthur returns to camp and openly accuses Micah of betrayal. Dutch, Bill, Javier, and Michael... Michael... Uh, turn on Arthur and uh, and a newly returned John, but the standoff is broken when the Pinkertons attack. The player can choose to have Arthur aid John's escape by delaying the Pinkertons or return to the camp to recover the gang's uh, money. Micah ambushes Arthur and Dutch intervenes in their fight. Arthur convinces Dutch to abandon Micah and leave. If the player has high honor, Arthur succumbs to his injuries and disease and dies while watching the sunrise. Here, it's no, it's and I stand and shake the world. Uh, if the player has low honor, Micah executes him, and then it's like and I. Eight years later, in 1907, 
it feels like eight years later in real time. John and his family are trying to lead honest lives. They find work at a ranch. Right, okay, wait, back. stop for a second. Uh, <laughs> so after you're done, like, 80 hours of this fucking story that just yeah. doesn't stop, the Korma stuff especially just yeah. killed it. And you're like, finally, I've done this game. Really emotional ending. It was actually really well done, all this shit. Oh, wait, what? 20 more hours with John Marston? Cruel, cruel world, I must roll on. I have to. So you buy a house from the bank. <laughs> okay, actually, really fun mission. Uh, <laughs> building the house is fun. Yeah. Because uh, you, you get a neat little jig. <laughs> building a house, I stand building a house. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, it's. Well, give me a rule and a board and a saw, and I'll cut it. Give me uncle and a machete and a. Uh, so you. I, I drove all the way to town with Uncle. Right, and this takes fucking... And it takes forever. And when I get to the bank, because I took a break after finishing the game and playing this, I walk up to the banker and I accidentally draw my gun on him and the mission <laughs> fails and, and I have to drive <laughs> all the way back to him. <laughs> Listen, this game can't get out of its own fucking way. Uh, there's a whole section with John here and uh, by God, do they not just hand this game over to the previous game, Red Dead Redemption 1? Like, they leave nothing in between. Like, it's fucking right, Star they Wars. They could even be like the Pinkertons just show up and they talk to yeah. John. No, like, Uncle has to get captured by more Native Americans. It's, you gotta go do it's like, things. <laughs> like, Charles shows like, up and Sadie show up, even though they're never mentioned Red Dead no. Redemption 1. Yeah. They have this whole big emotional send-off where you're like, you guys aren't even fucking mentioned in the next game. I like Charles, too. I like Charles, too, yeah. games. Uh, John then marries Abigail and they start a new life in the ranch alongside Jack and Uncle and the Pinkertons are in the bush watching them. That's around. it, yeah. <laughs> that was- it's like they're all they're all pervy, like dirty knackers over there. Yeah, so you you get this super emotional end for Arthur. Say what you want uh, about really the game and its pacing, end. but when the game is is firing on all cylinders, like we're saying, it, this is a flawed masterpiece. Like yeah. there are fucking the great mo- moments. The moment at the end where Arthur says thank you to the horse is yeah. one of the most impactful moments of the fucking game. Yeah, like you could say every annoying mechanic moment where you're trying to brush your horse led up to that moment. <laughs> like, fuck. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for finally being dead. <laughs> yeah, I never have to brush you again. Brush or feed you again. Uh, listen, we got to wrap it up here for the week. Next week, let's talk about some good things we like about the game. Oh, absolutely. So uh, next week, uh, I, I will uh, like ask the ability you... to the ability to kidnap a random citizen, hog time, bring him to a railroad. Yeah, but the first game had that. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But this is, like, more, so... Uh, next week, I I implore you uh, to bring examples of your favorite things in Red Dead Redemption 2, Dude. be they missions or just things you, you did, did in you the game. Did you just reference Red Dead Redemption 1 unintentionally? What do you mean? When he goes to meet Bill at the very beginning of the game, he goes, Bill, I implore you, and Bill goes, Oh, implore! No, that was uh, completely unintended. Because like, Bill doesn't know what implore yeah. means. Uh I implore you, just as I implore you, Bill, not to shoot me and leave me dead in the desert. <laughs> and then he shoots him. Let's remember John Marston's great plan to arrest Bill was he rides up to a fort of, of heavily armed men, stands in front of it, and, and, says, please and asks let, him to please surrender. Let, please let me sur- uh, arrest you. Yeah. Doesn't work out for poor John. Uh, well, actually, it does work out pretty good for poor John, because he survives and uh, then has to work on a ranch for a couple hours. Anyway... At Tizaceberg on Twitter. Lee at Tizaceberg.com is my email address. You can comment, question, whatever you want. Comment wherever you see this uh, this posted. Whew. Next week, we'll talk about what we liked from Red Dead Redemption 2. We'll talk about the highlights. Talk a little bit more about the, the gameplay mechanics. Uh, specific and the, character the, stuff. Specific character stuff in the immersion. And that's kind of all there is to say about that oh, game. And we need to hit specific story uh, beats, I think. Yeah, you know, like the ending especially. The, well, like it's going to be dream booking at that point because I would be like, hey, that Native American storyline that should have started in Act One and oh, paid like, off. In yeah, the like, end. like I really do like yeah. that moment where you're playing as John at the end, where everybody's like, oh, he used to be a bad, like a badass, yeah. right? Like you have to help us out, so you finally like, all right, I guess I'll be a badass. Sure. And then you have that fucking moment in the garage where it does the pose from the first game. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's good. When he, when he, yes, the best part of the John thing is that one mission where he defies Abigail and he's like, I mm-hmm. have to go get revenge on, which is something they tried to do in Last of Us Part 2 and fucking failed miserably. Uh, all right, so I've given out all our, our social media and stuff like that. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, thanks for signing up. We'll talk to you again next week.
things we learn. Part three, Red Dead Redemption well, 2. Well, butter my biscuit and fuck me in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and other things you might hear. Uh, today, while we promised this to be the finale and actually talk about what we liked out of this fucking game, uh, we do need to kind of mention that the online mode for Red Dead Redemption 2 has been a complete fucking afterthought for them. Especially when you look at the amount of content they pump into GTA V online, which is one of the highest grossing fucking games of all time. So Red Dead 1's multiplayer also seemed like kind of a... Well, GTA 4 had multiplayer, so why couldn't this? Uh, and then GTA 4's multiplayer was also just kind of a sandbox. So no one was expecting much. But when it comes to Red Dead... It's like, oh man, GTA Five's got this robust online. They There's have heist, so much they have shit jobs, to do. They have cars yeah. to buy. They have apartments uh, to buy. St- yeah. Stuff to buy, things to, to furnish. Yeah, yeah you uh, can buy tennis. You can buy golf. You can hang out with your friends. You can go. Play. So like, it seems like. Uh, so when you play, here's what you can do with Red Dead Two <laughs> Online, all right, Lee? Yeah, tell me about it. You can do Ride missions. You can do missions. You can race on horses that no one does. Uh, you can play poker. You can. That's yeah. it. That's that's right. So they added quest lines for jobs. There's like a collector, a hunter, whatever. So you get those. There's quest lines to do. There's stuff to do there. But you don't give a fuck because your character doesn't speak. (laughs) Right. You're mute. Uh, Hey, listen. Rockstar has a long history of mute for main characters. Let's be honest. Let's let's not even talk Uh, about the story for online. Other than burping and farting. Uh, Yeah, there is a story for the online, uh, but it's it's really just. Hey, do you want to play Red Dead Redemption? But you're not Arthur Morgan. The economy's fucked up. A pair of shorts that used to cost 50 cents is now, you know, 200 200 bucks or whatever. There's multiple currencies. There's gold. There's posses. Oh, and there's six assholes at every point sniping you in the fucking head. Right. And then Rockstar's idea of a fun time, which is while you're trying to do these painstaking missions that involve you riding a horse for 10 minutes and then trying to get a wagon somewhere else for 10 minutes, people can just come along and steal your wagon. Doesn't that sound like fun? No, it doesn't fucking sound like fun. It does actually sound fun in theory, this whole, like, people can do missions and you can fuck with them sort of thing. But it, it sounds fun on one side yeah, of that. Yeah, it doesn't yes. work when you don't give the option to the players doing the wagon thing to not have people fuck with you. There's nothing wrong with shooting NPCs, last I checked. Like, yeah, that's, like, so. there should be an option for, uh, and this is one of the things that when it first came out, a lot of people were, were chiming for, which was a hostile server and a non-hostile server. The hostile server is where there's all the PvP, where you can fucking constantly shoot each other and fuck with people on missions yeah. and all this stuff. You make the rewards higher in the hostile zone for missions and stuff Absolutely. like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Then you have the non-hostile one where players cannot kill each other as if they were main story characters, essentially. And they can't fuck with each That's other. That's just it. It's like the benefit of playing the online mode is, hey, you made your own character and you can you can have live out your cowboy fantasies. But honestly... All the problems from main story persist here yeah. and then some more. Embodying no Arthur Morgan is the way to go, especially when like you consider the stuff that just isn't available to it you. It doesn't online. help that the character creator doesn't work because every character you make is ugly as fuck. I mean that's the old t- the olden times. Yeah, that's a hundred um, years ago, man. Everybody was ugly as shit. Yeah, it doesn't help that there's not nearly as much content to do as in the main story. About half no. the content there is to do. It doesn't help that everybody in the game is like, even like a train coming by. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, surely there's something cool that we can do with this, this train. Do something, and there really isn't. No, you can rob people. You can on go train. onto the train and then hope people try to fuck you, with you. Uh, another thing, a cardinal sin, uh, is that they are charging for in-game currency, like you do. But this game is constantly broken. With every update they do to this game, you can't shoot your guns. Animals are raining from the sky. There are no animals. There's a bald NPC that's naked that runs up to you that you can't kill that just punches you to death. These fucking weird... A- Don't get me wrong. They're, it's awesome to watch from afar and be like, what the fuck happened? That game's been out... F- that multiplayer mode's been out for two years? Right. And there's a bald man that no one knows where he came from and he's killing people? Right. But uh, the problem... The problem still to this day, though, is the problem that happened when it opened, when it first came out, which is it's fucking boring. Yeah. Uh, Maggie always wants to play Red Dead 2 online with me, and I can play for 20 minutes before I go, like, all right, I shot my gun 50 times. That's all I'm going to fucking Into do. Into the air. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, there's nothing left to do here. The story it's, missions are yeah. the story missions are boring, and they take forever to find people, and then just fucking with people is not satisfying. One of the, uh, the most fun I had was just literally saddling up, pun intended, uh, with a friend in that mode and just being like, lead me, take me, 
to the quest starters for those for like hunting and stuff. Because I had currency, I had the money because I played that game from like Go, so I got all this extra gold and stuff. Like yeah. I could unlock it all, but the the crypticness of how to do that. In, and it's it, I think it's going back to the immersion thing. It's just like they don't really spell things out in those online modes. Anyway, don't play the online mode. Now, the single-player mode does have uh, some things that are worth experiencing. And, I mean, let's, let's talk about them. There are certain quests along the way in that main game that are memorable and enjoyable. Uh, when you are immersed, if you do role-play in one of these games, you're rewarded in a very immersive experience. Yeah, the game, obviously, and I think we said this at the beginning, it yeah. looks fantastic. It's one of the best-looking fucking games on console, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, it sounds fantastic. The voice acting is very good. Uh, the sounds coming from the guns, how the how they reload, your horses hooving, the ambient music when you're just yeah. in certain areas, hearing the little banjo... Yeah, it's it's really fucking nice, and I love that shit. Um, it's just a shame that there, it's too much of a good thing. Yeah, it's at some point this music and the scenery gets fucking annoying when I've been so like an extra twenty fucking minutes. For, for since GTA Four, uh, I like somewhat role play when I play GTA games because otherwise you're just heading to points on the marker and doing another quest, right? So uh, since the days of Nico Bellic. Uh, when you can kind of like go on dates, hang out with people and stuff like that. Like I would, I would almost structure his day around being a criminal. Like, he, you know, he sleeps. Yeah. Wakes up at 6 a.m., goes bowling, goes see some uh, big American TDs with his, uh, with his cousin. And then maybe he does some crime later at night and then goes back to bed. And, oh, maybe he's going to go buy a new pair of pants today or something like that. So I've been playing GTA like that, even GTA 5, uh, which is basically, now you have three characters to role play as. Uh, and the fun part there was always playing as one character for a long time, for a few days even, and then jumping back to Trevor or jumping back to Michael and have them be in these fucking insane situations uh, was fine. Now, with Red Dead Redemption 2, tried to do a lot of the same, but they there's so many engines on top of each other that you're like, what, what do I do with my time? There's fishing, there's hunting, there's doing the main quest, there's simply exploring in that game. Is It can be, you know good or be a waste of time you're gonna right. be able to see some but i think what makes them seem so disconnected is there's not a common thread behind any of no them. it's not like the witcher for example where yes there is all these question marks on the map and all these quests and all these mini games but they all have one underlying theme and that is you're a witcher and it's your job and these people are paying you to do it yeah uh it, it doesn't feel disconnected so you never feel there, like i shouldn't be doing this right now because it it's part of the well, there's game. there's at least two times in Red Dead Redemption 2 where, like, your main objective basically becomes make money for the game. Uh, and when you hear that, you're like, oh, I'm going to upgrade the camp. But upgrading the camp is, is meaningless. Yeah, it, it doesn't be, do shit. By the end of the game, you don't get to see that stuff anymore. There's multiple act changes in the game where, like, that stuff you earned for your camp is just wiped off the map. Uh, and those that's that stuff's fucking involved to get into. So, like, the hunting, the fishing, man, I just didn't, that didn't feel myself you know engaging with it but i would wake up in camp i'd fucking smoke a cigarette i'd walk over and get, get some coffee eat some stew play some dominoes and then like okay i'm gonna ride into town ride into town there's a quest there we'll do a quest oh see a movie afterwards ride back to town go to sleep so for the first you know 20 hours of that game i'm having a good time wake up a saturday early in the morning spark one go wander around the old west arthur morgan's a great character the beginning of that game you know there's, everything's it, new everything, yeah, well yeah everything seems so like mysterious but then at a certain point you realize if I ever if I ever want to play another game this year I need I've got to fucking push play forward story. and then you realize that, that who is I this game we're supposed to talk about things we like we, we, well, we are <laughs> in that uh, that the, 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 the length of the story means that you could never play that game at the pace you maybe wanted to as a, as a cowboy simulation let's yeah. say uh, it just doesn't lend itself to it. But yeah, man, I when you would, are... I would much more yeah. enjoy this game if they took out the entirety of the main story, said, you're this <laughs> fucking cowboy, go be a cowboy. Yeah. Go survive. Like, great. It's just a roguelike. You spawn as Arthur Morgan. It's just like, don't get tuberculosis. See how far you can go in, in life. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I just yeah. want... Like, sometimes I just want to go hunting and, like, kidnap a person, put him on the railroad. Like, we we're, we kind of joked about it in one one or two parts, but, like, we, after you get tuberculosis and he starts coughing all the time randomly, and then, like, as it gets worse, you're like, in real time, we're talking about, like, 40 hours riding a horse with this guy dying of tuberculosis, and that's the game they made. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 
it's a story beat, sure, but do I need to experience dying of tuberculosis in real time? Uh, there's this, there's so many frustrating things with this fucking game. Like, even the believability of the characters at some point becomes such horseshit. Where you're like Dutch, there's nobody this fucking arrogant, this prideful, and this so full of bullshit in real life. Yeah, that you could have Arthur Morgan literally presenting evidence to his fucking face that Micah is the betrayer. I'm fucking dying. I have nothing to lie for. I'm going to die in a day. Yeah. And and Arthur still... I mean, uh, Dutch still doesn't believe it. And it's, it's points like that where I go, that's fucking bullshit. It's, it's because it goes on a little too long. So when they're escaping, they're in a carriage at one point. It's when I think you're shooting all the cops in San Denis or something like that, where the, the carriage gets fucked up. And Dutch fucks up his head. He gets like a crazy... He's got a concussion or something. But it's the olden times. So it's just like, yeah, walk it off. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel... I always felt from that point on is when Dutch started like... He's completely lost it. Like, no, he's lost his mind. No, but that's not true when they establish uh, it at the very beginning yes, of the game. he's in the, already... In the prologue yeah. that he... And they never explain yes. further than that that he killed a woman in Blackwater that he did not need to murder. There, there's no there's no sharp left turn. It's meandering that way the entire right. game. And at a certain point, you're just like, why... Are all these people still following this guy? Like yeah, a, after yeah, Act it's, Two, it's fucking yeah. mind blowing. Um, but also, like, where do you you the gang has the money? No, you and are, the Reverend figured it out. He yeah. just fucking left. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm leaving. And you're like, okay, bye. And he didn't seem to have any problems. <laughs> the with smartest it. guy in the camp. Yeah. Uh, uh. So yeah, that's my problem with it. Is that like, there's no reason Javier Dutch, all these people, would be so fucking dumb because Micah is too much of a caricature. Yeah, he's bit he's, a bit. Yeah. yeah, he's too much of the twirling mustache. Like you can trust me, <laughs> and you're like, like anybody can fucking see that from a mile away. Yeah, like, it becomes like the, WWE the, booking by yeah, the end the of it. The big twist that he's <laughs> that he's the informant to the Pinkertons it's is like, not yeah, a twist. No, no fucking shit. Yeah, 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 no shit. He's the fucking guy. Like yeah, it, it, that <laughs> that pisses me off when they're insulting my intelligence like that. Where they're like. Ooh, the group won't turn on Micah. I'm like, no, anybody in their right fucking mind would immediately turn on Micah. Yeah. Like, it's... I, I fucking hate that about the game, and I can, I'll never be able to for, get over that. For a game that claim... In Rockstar in general, they, they claim to be subtle. They claim to be, like, a satire. Like, all the things in GTA V with, like... There's they're revealing nothing, the new iPhone, and it blows the guy's head up. There's subtle about the no. story Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, so, like, for all the... For all that, they like smelling their own farts in terms of their writing. The stuff that you wish was a little better isn't. It's the stuff that's just, like, writing on the wall. Like, everybody sees this coming what you don't see is how this wrapped up because in the you're looking for it to be wrapped up in a red dead redemption one package by the end and they get there uh but it's almost it's almost unsatisfying uh by the time it happens because it takes so fucking long it has go away heat at that point like micah's been this this baron corbin of the game the whole time that by the time he finally gets his comeuppance you're like well that seemed inevitable because it had to happen not necessarily because you know anyways yeah, this didn't really turn into a love fest for Red Dead Redemption Two, no. but I mean that's that's the situation here is that there there are maybe too many things to overlook uh, with this game, and it's it's the the ball's kind of in Rockstar's court. Like, where do they go next? What is GTA Six? It's gonna be the same thing. It, it makes them like, despite you and me complaining about the structure of the games, the mechanics, and like, everything works. They make they have the biggest media launches of all time. So all all the head producers have left. They've retired. They've moved on. Maybe the person who was the cornerstone of why are we fixing what's not broken has hit the dusty trail at this point. And, and one of the lead designers can be like, we need a new fucking engine. We need to fix this shooting. We need to, uh, to step into the fucking next, next fucking decade with, with this, this game. But no, they need to find their balance between convenience and immersion. Yeah, because all they've been prioritizing for a long time now is immersion, and it, it's sacrificed. If it's twenty twenty three and you fire up GTA six and you go to turn left and your character does like a big swooshing one of these, I will, I will, fucking, I'll, I'll turn eject, off that fucking game and never play again because I can't, <laughs> I can't stand the fucking walking yeah. in water motion anymore. I can't. Yeah, and at that, that's the end of our conversation on Red Dead Redemption two. That well, hell. <laughs> well, hell.
Well, listen here. Shaw, Mr. Roberts. Listen, the biggest things you can take away is Arthur Morgan, despite it all, is a fantastic character. If I had to be stuck with any character for 80 to 100 hours, I'm glad it's Arthur Morgan. It's just a shame that Micah, Dutch, John, Molly, and all these other characters are here. Yeah. And that the story is about three times as long as it needs to be. Because in real time... You can't imagine these people sticking with Dutch. We're not even talking about the in-betweens, yeah. the stuff we don't know about, when Arthur is away yeah, from camp for a day. If this was Grand Theft Auto, which, yeah. let's face it, is a lot more satirical than Red yes. Dead Redemption. It's a lot more. This would be different if it was Grand Theft Auto. I have a lot more lenience there. But Arthur Morgan is a very human character. He's portrayed very seriously. The situations he's in are portrayed very seriously. Thus, they need to have believability. And there is no believability behind anybody staying with Micah and Dutch, especially when Micah is... So obviously an evil piece of shit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Everything past the actual standoff in camp, right? Like when Arthur's like, he's the rat, and then people basically choose sides. It's like, and people don't choose, and people don't choose Arthur. Arthur's been breaking his ass the The entire game. Of the the West. Yeah, he's been breaking his ass the entire game to help out each person individually. Yeah. And then they decide what, yeah, it's total bullshit. I, I can't stand it. But we had to get there because it's it's a it's a prequel. Yeah, well, we, but ha- we have to get there. Yeah, but Mike, yeah. He, the money. <laughs> just just like to end this conversation. Just imagine how Dutch actually eventually meets his comeuppance when he just wordlessly, silently falls off that mountain and cracks his head on that rock in Red Dead Redemption One. Uh, that's that's it. That's the end of Red Dead. Stand and shake